0: Welcome to the Every Effort Podcast. We are so blessed, a little stressed, and making every effort to figure out the rest. My name is Jocelyn.
1: And my name is Matt.
0: And we are here for you. We talk about all things culture and Christian, find the overlap, find the areas that do not overlap very well, and we discuss what is the right way to approach the situation or this thing going on in my life, in my friend's life and we are open to discussing. I think that's the biggest thing about our show. But we're so glad you're here. Thank you for coming back. If you're loving it, leave a review, pause this episode, leave that quick review or just quick rating, come back to us. And if you're new, just sit back and enjoy.
1: Yeah, if you're new here, we would love for all of you to be a part of what we're doing here. We love to hear from all of you topics you're curious about, questions you might have, because what's been so interesting about this for Joss and I is so much of this is colored by our experiences. It's the things we struggled with, the things we're learning, the things we want to learn more about, and so we'd love for all of you to also be part of this kind of decision-making process of what we can talk about, things we can learn, and I think that that is a lot of what I enjoy about the show, is just being able to learn new things, And honestly, I don't know all the time going in all the topics we're going to get into, all the lessons we take away, and that's what makes it so enjoyable. And we're so happy that all of you are a big part of that.
0: A question we ask ourselves when we're deciding topics is along the lines of what is currently happening in the world? uh, What is an issue or maybe a solution that may be colliding with what I believe with my faith? So today... We also are incorporating something that we believe in, and that is growth. And in terms of our career, we want you to grow. We ourselves are trying to grow as well each and every day. And so with everything that's going on in this crazy job market and people quitting their jobs, quiet quitting, quiet firing is a thing now. (laughs) um, We just want to give you some tips on how to write an effective resume and We are not career coaches, but we have jobs. So I think that counts for something. Like we're qualified. (laughs) Like we made a resume that somebody liked. So,
1: Yeah, I think this is a really interesting one because if you ask 10 people what should go on a resume, they will tell you 10 different things. That's true. So our goal here isn't to like tell you what font to use and exactly where to list everything. This is like, what is the goal of a resume? How can you put something out there to an employer that shows you are who you are? Like I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of the people in our lives are really good, passionate people. They're qualified, they're capable. And it's really hard to put all of that on a piece of paper and ship it off and just hope you get a job one day. So it's a really intimidating process. And we just want to encourage all of you. And I'd preface this by saying we're in a super hot job market. If you're looking for a job, if you're interested in a job, now is a great time to put your resume together and start looking.
0: Yeah. And another big thing to consider is who's going to read the resume. Because if someone our age, if you're joining a team of a bunch of people who are also in their 20s, 30s, 40s, even are going to read this, you'd probably use different verbiage than if you were like, going into a team of a bunch of experienced professionals, right? Like instead of saying like, I communicated daily objectives. You might be saying like I rolled the dice to get the job done. I don't know, <laughs> some sort of lingo.
1: Yeah. And it's it's a bit of a balance because you don't want to overdo or underdo the professional lingo, but I think just kind of square one where to start is you want your resume clean and organized. It should be clear what section is what section. You know, you can go all day about whether professional experience should be above education. That's that's not what we're worried about. It's about having a clean section. Here's the work I've done. Here's the qualification I have. Here's the education I have. And those should be very clearly delineated. It should be very easy to look and find what position you were in, when you worked it, where that job was, and then what achievements or experiences you gained from it.
0: Yeah, sometimes the resume is just part of the initial screening process, like just to get you noticed. And it isn't until you have the first conversation with a recruiter or with the manager that would be yours in the future that you then realize that you can get that hook in, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the resume is just the hook for the hook. So you got to have like these different tips in order to get it right the first time.
1: Philosophically, I think that's how I see it, too, is the resume is how you get the door open, right? The resume Mm -hmm. doesn't get you the job, but it gets the company interested in you. It gets you the interview. And one thing that I learned that was super interesting is from NPR, they said that 90% of large companies use screening software. So that means that when you submit your resume, it goes into some software that scrapes it for keywords, relevant experience, and tries to see how much of a match you are for the position. So to me, that's something that's really important to know. If you're applying to a big company, look for those keywords that they're looking for in a job description and try to line up your experience because this is what kind of gets you through the screening. And then your time to shine is the interview, right? That's when they're sold on you as a person. A lot of times with bigger companies, the resume is just how do I get an interview? And so relevant experience, keywords, whatever you can put on to align you to the role you're looking for will absolutely help.
0: It's crazy to know that 90% of large companies use that that kind of software. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, large companies employ a large amount of people, right? So it makes sense. They're trying to get through as many resumes as they can. But what you were saying is actually one of my favorite pieces of resume advice is Stealing the words from the job description itself. Mm. And speaking of job description, when you are working on your resume, if it's a job that you are really passionate about and and it's unique and you feel like it was just made for you and you really want to put an extra effort for it. Um, I would go ahead and save that job description, just send it to your, send it to yourself in an email with the company, the title, and just copy and paste the entire description because I've gone into interviews before where that first initial screening or interview they they would, Remove the entire posting, and then it's like, oh, I have nothing to work on. I don't have the words because that mm. comes into the interview later, where you can also steal those words. But when it comes to just the resume, and that's what we're talking about here, I like that. I like this is the only time where stealing is okay, <laughs> or maybe it's borrowing. But uh, you right. know, don't don't take things just to add to it. They need to be true, guys. Okay, that's that should be the you know the baseline here is we're telling the truth about ourselves and our experiences.
1: Remaining truthful is so important. And to me, I think you answered this next question that I had, which is like, how do I remain humble, but also show off my achievements? Because I think as Christians, you know, it's tempting to put down, you know, like, wow, I mean, hey, I had this job and God worked through me and, you know, I I did okay. No one wants to hire that person, right? You have to put yourself out there. And I think the way to bridge that gap of being humble, but also honest is just putting on paper exactly what happened. Hey, I did... 80% of this. I increase this. I, you know, manage these 12 teams. Like as long as it's an accurate account, I don't think it's bragging. I don't think it's, you know, not being humble. Like we're doing things for the reasons that we believe you do all those things because you want to glorify God before you want to, or because you want to be a good steward of his money and all those good things. And so it's not a bad thing to put down exactly what you've done. It's not bragging. It's not trying to show off. It's saying, Hey, here's what I've done. And I think I can do a great job for you as well.
0: Yeah, again, putting down facts, putting down truth, you you got to put facts down, okay, these these people who are employing you deserve to know as, as much as they can about you and what you've accomplished. And you would just be doing everyone a disservice by not showcasing what you are bringing to the table, what you've brought to previous tables. So don't think of it as bragging, think of it as, you know, presenting information so both parties can make the most educated decision.
1: Another thing that I hear all the time is like, oh, hey, I'm interested in this job, but what if I don't have relevant experience? And I, I just want to slap these people upside the head and say, you yeah. do. There's something you've done that correlates to this. Like, yeah. even if you're an engineer working with physical stuff and you're applying for like a communications job you communicated in that last job, right? You had to send emails, you had to coordinate projects. Like there are aspects of almost every job that apply somewhere else. So I think being able to highlight those and showcase those, there's almost always something that correlates and that can show that, hey, I'm a great fit for this job. Even though I didn't have that title, these are the skills I built and these are the achievements that I have that will help me succeed.
0: For the most part, I think that uh, that example you gave is true. I don't know if it would work in the reverse though.
1: But Mm, we'll get into that
0: where like, there are gaps, but a lot of times we're trying to move towards something or a job position because we have an interest that we've built from our experience, right? Say I had, I got like my pilot's license and then I realized I loved it so much. I don't think I could have loved it without, you know, having that experience, right? Of just getting the license and now I want to do it for a lifetime, And then even before that, what made me interested in piloting, I saw someone else do it. And they told me about how much they liked it. And so that's why I wanted to get my license. I don't have a piloting license. (laughs) Matt's dad does, though. And that's pretty cool. And we might go flying this weekend. So I'm excited for that. But anyways, so essentially, like, your interests are inspired by something. And along with what Matt is saying is, you know, that inspiration can tie into not your resume, you wouldn't write that there, but a cover letter. And that's supplementary. But we have to talk about education and Mm -hmm. getting more developed when things are missing. For now, we'll stick to the resume. How long should it be?
1: I think a resume should always, always be one page, unless a company asks for like a detailed listing or you know, all your employment for the last 25 years or something. I think 99% of careers can be summed up in one page. It's understood that it's not going to be every single thing that you've done and achieved. It's, hey, here are the highlights. Here are things that are important for you to know and are relevant to this job. It's understood that it won't capture everything, but keeping it clear and concise and something that a recruiter can skim through and find things quickly. Like, I've heard a lot of recruiters talk and they spend 30 seconds, 90 seconds looking at a resume, you know, they're not... They're not digging through every single line and looking at how you wrote everything. They're looking at your title. They're looking at your achievements and saying, okay, this is a good fit. I'll pass it along to the person who you know knows this position better.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely say keep it to one page. That's it. Unless you have a PhD or extensive research experience. Otherwise, ev- everyone knows keep it to one page. And if you don't do that, I think there's like this kind of like, subtle judginess j- judginess that's kind of like who do you think you are mm, like i yeah. don't <laughs> that's how i felt at least or like don't go past that page
1: another really important aspect as you're looking for a job and trying to build that experience is personal development and i think that reading books that help us grow as leaders as workers as servants are super important one that i really love that my friend kevin recommended I've read it. I've got Jocelyn reading it now. It's good. It's called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. It's an awesome book by two Navy SEALs about how to take ownership of all the things that happen in your life, whether you cause it, whether you can control it or not. There are things that you can control, and if we focus on those, there's nothing that we can't do, and it is such an inspiring story. It's given me a lot of really applicable advice, and I would highly recommend it. If you're interested in reading and want to support the show, please check out the link in our description.
0: Thank you, Matt. And along the lines of personal development, we can't talk about writing an effective resume without talking about your work experience because everything that goes in there is going to be work experience. So if you're applying to a job, you should ideally cater it to that job, right? Say I'm a generalist, right? I think this goes for a lot of people who have a lot of different kinds of skills if I know every single like engineering field, for example, but I want to be a programmer, I should put my programming experience on that resume, and fill it out with that. If I want to be a technician, I should put all my hands on experience and submit that. So keep that in mind with the jobs that you are applying to think about like, what skills or experiences have I done or have that will really catch their attention based on what what words are in this job description. And I know it's a lot of like documents to keep track of, but you know, just title the document for the kind of position you're applying for. And then you can use that for all other ones at different companies. And it makes it easier. But yes, it's going to result in a lot of different kinds of files, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. I think just keeping that inventory of everything you've done, and then you can pick and choose what goes best for each job you're applying for. Um, I think just a quick kind of rule for reference is absolutely put your most recent experience, and then from there, select the most applicable or the things that you want to present most. You don't need your last, you know, eight positions. I would say absolutely your most recent, and then maybe your next two that are applicable. And, you know, you'd want to show off and say, hey, these are the things that gave me the skills to make this job.
0: Yes, most recent experience is very important. It's so much easier to get a job when you have one than when you don't. And I've heard this from countless different career counselors and, you know, HR people like that, like tell them, even if you're just like door dashing or Ubering right now, like put that there. Like people want to know that you're keeping yourself busy or you're doing something with your life like it's pretty much it like they want to know you're not just potatoing around and you're still using your skills or your personality or your strengths and whatnot or you're building something that you aren't as strong in Um, I think that really like catches their attention that like hey they couldn't get into the industry or the job they wanted, but they're still doing something with their time. I think that's a very showing of what kind of worker you'll be when you start at that company. They'll think, okay, even if this person isn't able to do 100% what they love all the time, which is impossible, they'll still make good use of their time and get something done. Right.
1: Right. And I feel like so much of the advice we've given, like this is is timeless. Like I think so much of this are just basic good principles to put into a resume. And I think we would be remiss if we didn't spice it up just a little bit. And this is one on a resume that I used to be really opposed to and I've come around a lot on, which is, this idea that we don't need the objective. Like when I was starting to write a resume, you had an objective. It would say, you know, my goal is to get a finance internship or something like that. And one that I've seen recently that replaces that that I really like is this idea of like a professional profile. So it kind of feels like LinkedIn, but I've seen some resumes lately that really impressed me where you kind of highlight what you're good at, not necessarily your job title, but if you, you know, let's say you're a race car driver, you would say, I'm a right-hand turn expert. Like you highlight those things that you're really good at. And I think that helps companies identify what they're looking for. Like if you're, you know, if you're an expert in um, business process improvement, then you put that at the top and the company doesn't even need to dig that much into your experience. They can see, wow, that's exactly what we're looking for. Like this is, you know, a skill that this person identifies. This is what they put at the top of what they're good at. So whether it's, you know, being great at, organizational skills or being great at, even if it's like data entry, like just putting those things that you're really good at and that align with the job up at the top as kind of like a summary of the things that you want to put forward most is a really great way to make you stand out. And I've had that feedback from a lot of managers. They said, wow, you know, this person was this expert because they put it right at the top of your resume and they really identify with that.
0: Yeah, I like that. Now here comes a big question is... You know we don't want you guys to just develop a resume for just any job that you think is right for you ask yourself right now whether you're in or looking for a different job if you are in like your dream field or your dream job or um, you're headed towards a path or direction that you want to be and know that your resume can be improved while you educate yourself, find certifications that you can do, maybe go back to school and get another degree or take night classes. There's so much you can do to get a new skill, a new word, a new phrase on your resume. And for an employer to see that you're making that effort on your own time is just priceless. It's it's treasure to them because it shows them like, you are experiencing the work now and you're trying to learn more and you're really trying to push through and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm finding it's more normal than we think it is for people to switch industries and switch around. It's it's an interesting way that people go about like finding a brand new job in like ways that are so unexpected and it's totally possible. I, I would want to encourage you guys about that, that sometimes adding to your resume means you know, adding something else to your life for a short time in order to get it there.
1: And I think another really important piece of encouragement is that there's such a bigger purpose to all the work we're doing, even if it's not directly connected. By putting good work in, by, you know, just having the labor of your hands, you're glorifying God. By being a good example of a good worker, of an honest person, of someone who is caring and compassionate, you know, you are evangelizing, you're, you know, putting the seed that wow, look at this guy, like, I wonder how he does this. And that opens up conversations about Christianity, about God. And there are so many other ways to integrate our faith into work. And I would encourage all of you to really pour yourself into your work, find something that you're passionate about. Like Jocelyn said, get certified, learn about it and apply yourself. And there's so much good to have both here on earth and for God's glory.
0: Yeah, faith is is a huge part of this. And this is why we we do like this career kind of series on this podcast is because we are meant to be doing our best work on earth. And we can't do that, unless we are preparing ourselves in every way, right? We're called to prepare ourselves in our faith. But we're also called to prepare ourselves in other areas like our finances and our job. And as Matt said, ultimately, to bring God glory, but when it brings God glory, it brings us joy and ultimately we want you to have the best position designed for you and there's not just one out there i think there's a diverse array of things to choose from so we wish you luck in your journey and applying your faith in your work your job search and pray about it ask god to to just bless your resume making honestly and to just format it the way that uh is fit for that, that job, but also to bring like other resources, like we aren't career experts, we just speak of what we're noticing is kind of the modern way to do things right Mm -hmm. now. And I'm sure there's so many people out there who want to help you, Uh, your boss, some people at church, friends who have made it past life, contacting someone who is where you want to be. And if you still have questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, reach out.
1: We're on social media. You can reach us uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Every Effort Podcast. Please send us a DM with any questions you have, anything you might be going through that you'd love to share. And please share the show with a friend. It's a great way to spread the show and just spread God's good word and what we're doing here with the people you love. If you could also rate and review wherever you're listening on podcasts, that also helps us get the word out. And we just look forward to continuing to walk through all of this with you. Thank you.
0: Bye.